Welcome to Voices in Between, the podcast with international voices on education and diversity. This is Christoph Knobloch meeting educational experts and discussing perspectives in between ideas of true and false. Hello everybody, we're at the University of Calcutta today. With me is Professor Santoshi Halder from the Education Department. Thanks so much, Santoshi, for being with us today. So, thank you so much, Christoph. Uh, thank you for coming here and also thank you for inviting me for your podcast. I'm delighted uh, to speak on this particular topic, which is uh, very, very near to my heart. This is a topic that I've working for the last, uh, I think, 20 years, uh, while I started my, uh, I think, PhD. So it is more than 20 years, 22 years. And there has been so many categories of disabilities that I worked in. I started with women with disabilities, culture, and then uh, slightly towards other categories of disabilities. And in 2011, when I went to Indiana University as a Fulbright scholar, first time I explored autism. And then there was no looking back. I came in, I different uh, cutting edge evidence-based uh, practices and interventions which are there. Uh, all over the world, but may not be there in some of the southern countries like India. And I really wanted to do something for my people, uh, the parents, uh, the people here. So I did my uh, BCBA, that is Board Certified Behavior Analyst from BACB Board, USA, Florida. And uh, then I'm working on this. I'm working on uh, strength-based, focused uh, approach towards providing uh, to serving the needs of the people with uh, autism and uh, also providing my consultancy to the parents, the trainers. So this is what I am doing right now apart from my research, different areas and uh, apart from my hours that I serve in university as a full time. So rest are the like uh, these volunteer work. Now the topic which is, uh, which is uh, inclusion and diversity, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very broad uh, topic. I also did knew when I started that I will be uh, delving into the in autism and also different areas of inclusion. One of my goal as a professor right now is to identify uh, different, different secluded communities uh, from India, from various parts of the world and uh, find out ways, you know, strategic ways, joining hands with international collaborators from all over the world and make things accessible, which is maybe available in other corners of the world to the low resource regions of the world, low resource regions or countries of the world and make things accessible, which is already there for everybody. And when we are talking of like sustainable development and a sustainable society. So this is my overall goal. So under this uh, mushroom comes in different categories and special need because my specialization in masters was technology and special need. So this came in very spontaneously to me. <coughs> now uh, I'm just jumping to autism uh, because the, uh, for the last I think uh, seven to ten years I am into this uh, predominantly I would say. And uh, so if you want to ask me like uh, what's the concern or 
what would you like to say within 10 minutes about autism and in India. So these are few things that are concerned as a researcher uh, belonging to a southern country, a country like India. So I see that, yeah, there is a huge, uh, you know, increase in autism all over the world. It's one to two percent right now. And uh, however, this is just within the diagnosed population. And we all know that how many are undiagnosed. When it comes to a country like India, where we didn't have a category of disability called uh, quote-unquote autism, we just started. So then you can understand that there are so many challenges already therein. We had this RPWD Act uh, 2016, which is the latest act uh, which uh, focuses on uh, people with special needs and which stresses a lot many uh, points which has been stressed by UNCRPD 2006. I'm very happy that this kind of uh, RPWD Act has come in, but this took a lot of time for uh, us, India, to come up with a very holistic kind of uh, uh, act. And why this is important is that first time now we will be having autism as a category of disability, along with other categories of disability, because we had earlier only seven to eight categories of disabilities. So now from RPWD Act, we will be having 21 categories of disabilities and autism and many other such low incidental disabilities or invisible disabilities will also uh, form a part of it, form a part of diagnosis and prevalence. Now, what is a concern for me? While I have been lucky enough, I don't know, it's my hard work and uh, my passion towards my work that I have been to explore uh, different middle, low, high-income countries and I have found that there are so many fantastic gold standard tools, diagnostic tools, intervention strategies, evidence-based. Uh, those are there in various parts of the world but they, those are so expensive they are not affordable in a country like India. So what happens is the diagnosis is also very heavier in India. Only the uh, upper upper class of people even if they are not aware they are only able to access the diagnosis and the interventions because these are very expensive because these interventions, the qualitative interventions, the evidence-based interventions, very expensive. Uh, the training is also and uh, so the trainers are also, there is scarcity of uh, those specialist trainers and uh, surely that's why only very less people can afford it. When it comes to the diagnosis, I, I see that uh, go to any autism center, any of the center, there are government centers also, some of the private bodies which has come up with the initiatives of the parents. And I see that either the people are all belonging to very high socioeconomic status and that also that a lot of years of delay has taken place. And if we go and talk to them and discuss them about the diagnosis process, because there is nothing as such from the government which is, uh, which is very structured and systematic so it's all your own uh, personal individual initiatives. Only few of the parents are able to fetch the right way or direction for diagnosis. Sometimes it takes them years after years to get to the right place to and finally identify and get a confirmation that yes, my child has autism. So a lot of years already lapse. When it comes to the teachers, we are having a lot of transitions going on with the teacher education. The curriculum is getting revised. We are also revising it, but still we are not very happy with the kind of uh, course that we are teaching. Uh, 
because uh, though we are seeing yeah we have made it a lot practical but uh, how practical is it uh, for or handy is it for a teacher to implement in a heterogeneous class where they get different categories of disabilities and also autism might be a different story altogether at the same time when we when our government has made uh, you know uh, like each and every school should be inclusive now but uh, there is lack of the teachers who care, who are specialized in different different these very very specific disabilities there is uh, special education ba teacher training there is general ba but there is still i believe there is a huge uh, requirement of sitting together joining hands with international collaborators for example the canadian when i went to uh, some of this mcgill university uh, uh, queens university they are doing great work there are different universities so if all of these people can with networking find a best way to have a very very uh, holistic kind of a curriculum which will be able to cater the needs of diverse population not only people with special needs and how to start with so there are different pedagogies of special needs inclusion but how to make this handy for the teachers to implement that is there a huge gap just with a teacher training degree without and just with some theories and with a two years or three years uh there is still something more to it uh kind of internship uh the way that doctors do uh after the course they have to go for internship and then they are actually uh, you know should get a certification if they are able to they can develop a plan because amazing teachers are there i tell you i myself met so many teachers in india in different parts of the world in schools and they are doing brilliant work they are teaching and exploring through their own creative efforts while just devoting quality time with each student in japan in canada in our country in india as well but these things are not reported much like how a teacher just sitting with a child trying to understand there is some alternative way which will work because we have to believe as a teacher that there is something which is going to work with every child but i as a teacher have to find out which alternative mode will be the best effective way whether all of the teacher have the passion to do it that's a different chapter altogether but yes there are a lot of fantastic teachers who are doing fantastic works but those are not published because these teachers are also not too much fussy about publications but rather than doing rather than doing good work for their students and very satisfied so if these you know going to the uh, in depth level doing some qualitative work uh, interviewing these people going and observing how they teach and finding out these elements everything is not written in the books there are so many things which uh, comes up uh intersecting different disciplines intersecting uh you know different thought process of each and every teacher if these things can uh can be uh extracted uh by different teachers different researcher in different countries different schools different colleges and then a kind of a monogram or monograph sorry uh, can be uh, can be built and then uh, a model can be built or developed or created i think we can really find out uh, fantastic elements fantastic elements uh, 
execute, uh, which can be very handy in the practical way. There is, I also found, uh, I include myself as well, that we as a university professors, how much we are actually linked to the community. Because sometimes we are just doing some research through our scholars, we are going, but then we are publishing but how much we are also going to the teachers and then disseminating that information and also showing them how to do. Because there are teachers who are very, very eager to also learn. So what, there is a huge gap also in some places, I won't say all the countries, but there is. If that also can be bridged. So the research that we are finding, the outcome of our research, not just in publication, but if that can be implemented, uh, with the, in, in conjugation with the teachers, I think brilliant things can come out. So a good partnership with the teachers, the school teachers, the researchers. So all of these different, uh, you know, uh, group of people. So this is one thing, I think, bridging the uh, gap between researchers and the practitioners. Another thing I told, like, uh, the global southern countries and global northern countries, because I believe I have seen that even we say that the global northern countries, they are very high in infrastructure and things are very accessible. But I have seen that there are also those pocket regions in those um, high resource uh, countries where things are still not accessible. And those examples can be very much similar to the examples or the barriers that we face uh, being in India or in other developing countries. So I think joining hands will, of course, make things more easier. So bridging the, this between uh, global southern and global northern countries is another thing. And just two, three points on autism. Uh, yeah, so the diagnosis is a real challenge because the gold standard tools, uh, the tra because identification of diagnosis is not just very easy. We need trained professionals, not so we want trained, skilled, people who will be able to diagnose and a very structured and systematic way that the parents will be able to know right after they, when they identify there is not something going wrong or something very different from the or atypical. So then in there is, you know, the step-by-step -step process, very structured process, where to go uh, and so that no time is lost. So the training, the specialization, joining hands uh, with the, maybe the online trainings can also be very handy and cost-effective uh, and then in comes the interventions for example ABA applied behavioral analysis I know there is a lot of criticism also all over the world but uh, when this is partnered with uh, other other uh, you know maybe uh, special maybe SLPs and rehabilitation professionals so clubbing the, these uh, different different uh, evidence-based effective strategies and interventions and practitioners can really uh, be very, very effective for the people with autism here in other countries as well. So intervention is also a challenge because it's not very cost effective. It's very expensive, as I told, so very, very less people are able to afford it because it's one-to-one -one when it comes to people with autism. Another part is there is, uh, you know, still a lot of stigma and uh, there is a lot of stigma uh, and the stigma is, you know, kind of a vicious cycle because the facilities are not there. 
so the parents become very hyper and anxious oh my god if my child has autism if there are infrastructure if my child can have all of the facilities and all i think this attitude the orthodoxy these things can't be pulled up just solely so it has to be the other way around also so i believe that top down approach and the bottom up approach all has to be done simultaneously uh so yeah the orthodoxy part is there the attitudinal problem is there but that can be chopped out if the facilities are also there so both simultaneously and i believe that when we talk of inclusion uh right from the very beginning just forget about disability and special needs why not we have a syllabus a core uh, uh the lessons right from the very beginning which teaches us to respect respect diversity in people and that diversity is as natural as itself and that we should respect diversity and why diversity is important because we don't want the whole world to be a homogeneous world how boring it is so how beneficial vice versa and symbiotic kind of uh, significance it can be that can be uh, very very effective right from the very beginning so it's making the philosophy of inclusion very clear right from the very beginning in the minds of the child when they are very young so i think uh, these are few of uh, the crucial points which i can cover within this 10 to 15 minutes thank you fantastic thank you so very thank you so much for being here with us today and thank you for sharing your expertise on inclusion with a special focus on autism showing us challenges and potentials for this topic thank you so much thank you christopher thanks so much for listening looking forward to meet you back on voices in between